Romancing the Dungeon, a softcore D&D adventure about four heroes on the greatest quest of all, to find true love. Last time on Romancing the Dungeon. You've gotten yourself mixed up in something serious. My associates... They won't get involved with the Flatstones. I got an appointment after Gartok put in a good word for me. He bought potions from the temple as well. Best think of a way to get yourselves out of the city because the guards are looking for you. You're moving as quietly and as stealthily as possible uh, and you're going through the woods. Well, well, well. That was far easier than I thought it would be. Out of one of the, the wings of the house, march... Nana and Rash almost in unison with their steps. A guard has a blade to Nana's throat. Naris, you suck so much. And I just chuck my sword into the ground. A figure stands. Well, Norris, you kept your end of the deal. And the shadow moves the other side, pulls back the hood, and you see the burnt, disfigured form of Ardat. Are you lonely? Miserable? are just plain horny. Well, you've taken the first steps to solving your problems. At least your dating ones. Welcome to D8. Devoted, desired, dreamy or dirty. Dapper dates for dejected daters. My name is Roz Graypurse. Founder, CEO, and love wizard. And I'm legally required to apologize for the huge data breach from our app on the Sending Stones. Thousands of you perverts have had your personal information and filthy secrets aired more than a drying cupboard. But rest assured, I've tried nothing. And I'm probably not going to either. That'll teach you to read our T's and C's. To get started, please fill out the attached questionnaire. Question 22. If you could go back in time and change one thing, what would it be? I'll be the first to admit that I'm, you know not the greatest guy and I've made a lot of mistakes um, hurt a lot of people but I think out of all of those regrets that I have if I had to change anything I would have bought those pair of pants I mean you know they just made my ass look so great and you know the fact that people won't get to see me in them is 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 truly a tragedy Tick under the kill I guess the one thing I'd go back and change would be my first kiss. Um, if I could go back in time and change something. I don't have many regrets, but uh, I guess there's a few people I'd probably close myself off to more, reveal a little bit less of who I am. Uh, self-protection. Uh, this thing's tidbit is, well, if I could go back in time and change one thing, I would write better answers on this questionnaire because no one has gotten in contact and that is what it is. Love me or don't. If you can't take me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best. Which are pretty much the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. The four of you are led across the Flatstum estate Two huge grand white doors that lead into kind of a an open, what looks like kind of a long dining room. 
but you are ushered in through a side wing and corridor. You find yourselves being uh, marched through the kitchen the entire time. Norris is kind of giggling and he's, he's utterly thrilled with himself. Like he's elated. This is the happiest he's been in weeks. Uh, not since he's got his hands back on Eugenia. The kitchen is bigger than all of your apartments and abodes combined. They have uh, apartments? Well, <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, except you, Thane, yeah. you, this place is tiny because the city is your home. Yeah. <laughs> Which is the nice way of saying... Hey, He's a smelly outside person. <laughs> <laughs> it seems to have every sort of utensil and gadget going and you could hear the occasional rattling of pipes overhead. The heat coming out of this place, it would be relaxing if you weren't shackled and being led through uh, this kitchen. But the guards come to a stop and Norris stands at a slanted doorway that leads uh, down. The doors are pulled open by two guards and it's just dark. And Norris just kind of holds up his hands and he just kind of wiggles his fingers a little bit like he's stubby little fingers and lights flicker and you can just see a torch after torch after torch lights. As we pass Norris, I just make eye contact with him. I'm like, this place is fucking tacky. You've no taste. You put the whore in horticulture. <laughs> oh, believe me. Thane, when I'm done with you and my sister, the whole place will get a lovely redecoration. Great, can't wait to see it. You'll be dead, Thane. But your head may be on one of these walls, who knows? Better dead than being in here. Look shit. <laughs> the guards kind of look at each other. Why do you try so hard? He does. He tries. Christmas 7 where Smack Talk <laughs> took a huge hit. You <laughs> Smack Talk like I rap. <laughs> so you're doing it to yourself at this point. You took two charisma points off him so he's gotten yeah. worse. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. This is your fault. <laughs> As the four of you are led down, Ardit stands at the, the top of the cellar looking in. You all just feel, you feel his eyes linger on the back of your heads. Uh, and Fia, as you turn to look back you see that his form is changed and he's in full incubus forms and his wings though burnt and shredded are on full display and his eyes just glow red a guard kind of shuffles you down the stairs further and the four of you find yourselves in a basement that's dimly lit there's a small table a chair a a steel bowl of water on the floor there are some casks and boxes that have all been kind of moved to one side of this room. And as you take in the space in front of you, it looks to be about 50 foot wide and about 20 feet deep. The other side of the, the cellar, like I said, these casks and boxes have been moved. And they've seemed to have put in makeshift cells. And you're each led to one. You don't even get to bunk up. As the four of you are shoved into these cells and the, the doors are locked... Norris just kind of as he kind of makes his way to the stairs he turns back Nana Rash watch good boy and Nana just almost robotically takes a seat uh, in that uh, in that chair next to the table uh, and Rash sits by her side uh, just staring at the cells their eyes are completely washed over well I'll see you shortly ta-ta and he flits up the stairs, the guards kind of following behind him. The door is slammed shut. One or two of the torches at the top of the stairs goes out. 
um, Nana and Rash don't wince. Can I just sort of investigate the room? I want to okay. check for anything, anything. Big hole in the wall, like one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. right there. Excellent. <laughs> I'm wondering about these cages as well. Are they all attached or so, like, yeah. a, like a cage wall between each of us kind of stuff? There's, it's literally, these bars have been buried into the floor and the ceiling yeah. with a door fashioned at one stage. But there's bars between each of your cells uh, and there's less than a three inch gap between the bars the whole mm-hmm. way down. So in order of closest to the stairs moving, it is Nate, Fia, Thane, Hephaestus and the fifth cell. Yeah, I was wondering, like, were we able to actually like look across and see each other? Yeah, you can. Okay, yep. perfect. We're still cuffed as You're well. You're still shackled, yep. Your okay. feet are still bound. Nars is an idiot. Um, um, feet, hands uh, are shackled. Great. The cell doors are locked. And as you kind of watch Norris leave, you can't help but see that the bars are made out of the same metal with the same sigils and runes as the shackles. Great. Since we were all shackled up, it would have been really hard to, like, take a jacket off. Yep. And perhaps our gear... No, your weapons are gone. Okay. As soon as he's gone, I just kind of like scream to myself and sort of like throw my body against the bars. Um, I slump down onto the ground as well, turning my back to Nana and Rash. And I want to check my armor because it's held together with little metal clasps. I want to see if I can get one of them off and start fashioning it into some sort of lockpick. All right, MacGyver. Just <laughs> <laughs> trying anything I can to get out. Give me an acrobatics check with... Uh, disadvantage okay oh six you can't you um Theo so you've all just heard Hephaestus slam into the bars and just scream um Hephaestus she didn't say anything she obviously she didn't get out but Fia you've you've kind of just ignored her you slumped down to the ground with your back to Nana and Rash and you just with your hands kind of bound so tightly together you're trying to maneuver them closer to your armor and your vestments and you just you can't get a grip uh, yeah. to pull to pull them free. Your your hand it's it's actually cutting into your wrist as you try to move. They're pinching. Great. I kind of uh, Thane walks up to the front of his cell and kind of really grabs the bars tight and just like dead eye stares at Nana as if he's going for like the your perception check. Yeah. Well, I roll investigation. Yep. Please. Sorry. Yep. Ooh, that is eighteen. I got a 23. Thank you. <laughs> Thane, you, you grab the bars and you just, again, your knuckles almost go white uh, with the grip. You just stare hard at Nana. She's looking at you, but she's not, she's looking through you, uh, effectively. She doesn't, she hasn't blinked. You see her chest kind of rising uh, and, and falling every now and again, but there isn't a response from her. And is there much different about like her attire or Rash's attire? They're just they, kind of they look the exact same, but mm. both their eyes are just completely awash. And Nana, Nana had sort of a even in even when shit hit the fan, and with you Sykes Rash and her, shit hit the fan a lot. Uh, she always had this kind of cheeky kind of grin on her face, but this is just it's just blank. There's just nothing there. Nate, you've again you've. You can you see Nana and, and Rash sitting at that table next to stack and wall of casks and, and boxes. The stair leading up to the cellar door, but it's, it's you can't see around the corner of that, but you can just still see the stairs kind of in front of your cell. The cells are empty. There isn't a pot to piss in. But you, as I said, you literally see 
Fia in the cell next to you, Vane next to her, Hephaestus, and at the end of the cellar, you can just see a form lying in the dirt. Hephaestus, who's, 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 what's that in the, in the last cell? I'll look over. Lying in the dirt with their back to you, you just see a figure, a dirty blue and white dress. They're lying there almost motionless. I don't know. Who cares? Are they alive? I don't know. Who cares? Jesus. Can I like try and poke my foot between the bars a little bit and just... You won't reach. Oh, okay, um, okay. But yeah, you can occasionally, you can see kind of, um, their, again, their chest, their form kind of shifting, mm. but it's labored. Like it's like a staggered breath. I don't know. They look kind of alive. Eugenia? Eugenia, is that you? Colin? No, it's 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 Nate. Nate? Nathaniel? Yeah. Hephaestu, you see this figure kind of push itself like their hands into the dirt, and you can see so much bruising on their forearms where they're uh, and rope burn. But they push themselves up and their hands are actually shaking. They're in this pale paisley blue and white dress uh, her hair is now a wispy uh, it's just it's just fallen and like you can see she had styled her hair in a way to try and hide parts of it that had kind of fallen out and she'd lost but she's lying there and Eugenia looks so old This she looks like a shell of herself Across even all that distance, you can just see so much sadness in her eyes. We, we, um, I'm sorry, Eugenia. We, uh, we tried to come and get you and we got caught. Who's we? All of us. Hello. I just sort of like wave at her, like right in front of you. Where's Colin? Kind of give Nate a look like gritting my teeth like, I don't know, man. Um... Colin, uh, Colin's not here. Oh. Would one of you tell him I'm ready for my painting lesson? And she kind of tries to pick herself up and she holds on to the bar closest. She's kind of maneuvered over uh, and she holds herself up and she kind of just dusts herself off. Oh. My word. I, he, he can't possibly see me like this. I'm a, I'm in an absolute state. Heavens. Would you be a deer, please, and fetch me a water basin? Yeah, sure, the second I get out of this cell. That would be lovely. Have you seen Norris? My brother? I believe he's in the city. He's... He has some business to attend, I believe he said this morning. Where, where, where did you get those bruises? Oh, I was very clumsy. I was 
out in the garden and I was... <sighs> Cook told me not to, but I went picking and I fell from the tree. Why were you in the tree? I was picking apples. Colin loves apple pie. Honey, Colin's dead. Hephaestus. He's dead. He's dead serious what? about about completing your painting lessons. He's really interested and thinks you've great potential. My Colin's not dead. He's very dead. Hephaestus. Dead Look, serious. She can't help us out of here if she's deluded. You can see the woman's already suffering. Don't make it worse for her. Please don't raise your voice at my handmaid. Excuse me? Eugenia, she's she's not a handmaid. Thank you. This is Hephaesta, our friend. You're in a jail cell right now, Eugenia. Am I? Yes, your brother has put you here. <clears throat> Whatever did I do? Nothing. Oh, then this is probably just one of silly games. Norris is... He's a silly little boy. How He's did, an asshole. How do your games usually go, Eugenia? Is there a way to get out, or how do you usually win? Oh, Norris will come and find me eventually. Yeah, I bet he will. Eugenia, I, I don't know, but I think, uh, and I point over at Nan and Rash, I think uh, these two of your uh, employees are sort of sleeping on the job here. I don't know if you want to... And she, she turns to have a look at Nana and Rash. That's a funny looking little dog. I, I don't know her. Why don't you try call her over? Nate? Yeah. Why are we in the cell? Um, uh, Norris threw us in here. He, uh, he wants to take over the estate. And he can't do that with you around. Then, this must be one of his games. Norris wouldn't do that, Nathaniel. You don't know him like I do. I mean, I know he's the one that had Colin killed. Nate, I... I believe this woman is a friend of yours? Yeah. Why is she saying such hurtful things? Eugenia, I'm sorry, but it's true. I know it hurts, but, uh, yeah, she's not wrong. Pepper, what time is it? And she looks at you again, Hevesta. I don't know, because I'm locked in a cell in a basement. Are we having our painting lesson in the basement? Is this some... Is this some fun little ploy that Colin had? Nothing about this is fun. Pepper. Hevesta. Eugenia, uh, why don't you uh, get some rest and we'll call you when Colin 
is ready for the painting lesson. I think that's for the best. I, I'm feeling kind of tired. I'm feeling cold. Where's Colin? He'll be here soon. Have He's, a rest. Yeah, he said he was delayed. She shuffles over to the other side of the cell against the wall. and She leans into it and, muddles her, and bundles herself up. I look back at Nate to see how he's doing. I just sort of shrug my shoulders. I don't... I don't know. How are we going to get out of this? Can I try to Eldritch Blast the bears? Give me a roll of a d20. Mm. <laughs> okay. Is that the only thing I need to roll? Yeah. 13. <laughs> you focus and you just you're so fucking mad right now and you feel the fire in you just blistering and then as you conjure it the shackles on your hands and the bars in the cell in front of you and to your right and to your left just glow as each of the rooms and such lights up and you just feel a searing pain under the shackles roll the d4 for damage you all see Hephaestus' cell light up and then her wrists light up and then she drops to her knees screaming. Yo, Nana. There's no response. Nana. Hello? Okay. Nothing. <laughs> you hock a lob of spit and it hits Nana just kind of on her, the, the right of her face, uh, facing you. She doesn't react. You just see it literally, it hits her on the face and then it just snails down her cheek and then drips onto her chest. Cool, well now I feel bad. <laughs> it's okay, she looks worse. Is it pretty clear at this point that Nana and Rash are like, charmed? Some sort? Give me an arcana check. Ooh. Okay, it's not to do with fey fiends or undead, but that's 18. It doesn't look like any charm you've seen before. Thing. But it's definitely a charm. You don't know what it is because they don't. The people in the Temple of Devotion and Purity, they weren't like this. They yeah. were still happy. They were still responsive. They still engaged. They were annoying, but they were people. They were people. Nana, literally, just looks like an empty vessel. So does Rash. That sucks. And I hit my shackles super hard off the bars, like really, really, really hard. Give me a strength check. Yes, I will. That is a 17. You slam your shackles against the bar. Uh, there's just a ringing of iron, striking iron throughout the, the basement cellar. Uh, your hands throb. Hmm. I kind of internalize that and I turn to Thea, who's beside me. What if we pretend one of us is dying? I think saying that out loud doesn't kind of help the situation. What if it was Eugenia? I think she is dying. I but, think that's what they want. But what if we... Uh, no, if they wanted her dead, she'd be super dead by now. Give it us. No, us, definitely. But what if... Uh, it's 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 Nars. Uh, he's probably got some sort of twisted, dramatic ending planned or something for her. Yeah, if we lure someone down here, I don't know, we could at least get someone to talk to. I've got a plan. Hit me. Mm, great. I sit down on the floor. 
Here we go. I lie down on the floor. Here we go. <laughs> and I go to sleep. <laughs> You're going to try and sleep? Yeah. Useful as always. Yeah. Yeah. You just, Nate says he has a plan and then he just goes to sleep. falls to the floor and lies down. Nate, what the, what the hell are you doing? I mean, like, have you got any other ideas or I just... I don't know, but maybe being awake and thinking of things might help. Look, up until this point, every time I've tried to do something, I failed. So, my plan... Is to stop trying and give up. Yes and no. You're giving up. Yes, for now, because right now nothing... I, I can't really see anything happening right now. We're in a very magic cage. Everyone is unresponsive. I think we need to wait for our opportunity to come to us. Because we may just hurt ourselves in the process of trying to do anything else. Maybe I can bash my face against the bars long enough that I just die. No, you'd knock yourself unconscious first. I, I, I want to try and... Um, I want to try again, try and get in something off of my armor to help me pick locks. Acrobatics check with disadvantage. Uh, nine. No, it's the same thing. Every time you got to kind of flick your wrist around, just try and grab it, you just feel the skin pinching tighter and tighter. And then you actually feel it kind of cut into you a little bit this yeah, time. I kind of yelp out a little bit from that one. For once, Nate might not be wrong. Seriously, you two? What are we doing, Fia? I don't know. He has an army out there. I just don't want to get dragged off in my sleep. Well, I'm not saying sleep, but Jesus. We can bash our arms against the bars and we can shout at each other and we can yell at Nana, but... I'll take first watch then if you guys want to sleep. I'm not sleeping. I can make real loud loud noise with this and I just start clanking my things over the bars. Please stop. Over and back. Please stop. And I stop. Does anyone come downstairs? Nope. Fuckers. I just walk over to the wall and kind of slump down and lean against it and stare into the distance. I kind of lie against the bars and kind of a huff. Just annoyed with everyone. <laughs> I'm giving up, but angrily. <laughs> when you're stuck and there's no obvious solution or way out of that predicament whether it's trapped in a cage or trapped in your own head time doesn't behave normally and you don't know if it's seconds or minutes or hours that you've been down here but the four of you Eugenia, Nana and Rash are just sitting or lying in the dim light in this cellar and all you hear overhead is just the sounds of stuff being moved and dragged you can hear people kind of shouting occasionally but nobody comes the door to the cellar doesn't open once Yeah. How do you stay so positive all the time? I guess it's something I kind of taught myself to do. Even now? I have to. Why? Especially now. Why? 
die. Because if I don't, I'll fall apart. And then what good am I? Not that I'm not much good normally, but I mean, it's the only thing I got to lean on. Fia, you're not useless. <laughs> My brother would beg to differ sometimes. I love him and he's great. And I know he'd do anything for me and I'd do anything for him, but sometimes he can be a little too harsh, I guess. Would Especially he do after for you. Of course he would. It, there's only me and him. I don't have anyone else but him. You Especially don't. after dad died, it's like it's not as if mum leaving didn't fuck us up anyway as well on top of that, you know? You don't have to rely on bad people. He's not bad. Yeah, he does some shitty stuff sometimes, but I mean, he 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 can't move past. He can't. Mo he he was never able to move past mum leaving. I think it's because. I I don't I don't remember her, N not at all. I wish I did. But he does, and I think that hurts him a lot. His problems are not your fault. No, they're not, but he's my brother. Look, I just... You're so sweet, and it's going to get you hurt. And I'm not saying to be a heartless bitch like me, but... You could use to toughen up a little. Yeah, I know I could. <laughs> he does say that to me, too. But... <laughs> I try to I try to stay positive not just for me. I try to stay positive for him too. I don't want him worrying about me. But he does. I get myself into trouble a lot. You can take care of yourself. I've seen it. I get there eventually, I suppose. <laughs> but I I have to I have I just have to keep positive. I have to to try and find that light at the end of the tunnel. If I didn't, I'd... I'd I don't know if I'd be able anymore. Yeah, I know what that's like. I sort of turn away. Hey, uh, Fia. Yeah? Do you remember that time you killed that dog? He's sitting right there. You're like, yeah, he doesn't have his soul by the looks of it, but he's still alive. <laughs> we don't know that wasn't your fault. <laughs> oh, come on. I said a nice thing. I have to take it back. I've taught you well. I kind of start laughing a little bit. <laughs> Do you really have to bring that up now? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. God, and that, and that orgy. Do you remember that big orgy, that big mountain of... Body. No, 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 yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, I do. Ooh. Blocking that out. How did people even breathe in that? Oh. Mm. Guys, you're gross. Shut up. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> oh. We just yeah. let that linger for a minute. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's funny to think if it wasn't for Thane, we never would have met each other, I suppose, as well. Please don't blame me. <laughs> No. <laughs> I mean, we all have these marks on us, and we're all stuck in a prison because of Nate's crazy brother-in-law. So, yeah. 
Yeah, you've got yourself mixed up in some weird shit before, but this is a whole new level even for you. I mean, that, that it, it, like, I can't... It's not, like, completely my fault, I don't think. Like, I just had a few drinks and I woke up married. <laughs> I mean, like, we've all been there in one way or another. Some shape or form. Dane just kind of, like, coughs uncomfortably. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, did we... <clears throat> yeah, you want to tell us about the time you got wasted and woke up married? I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Oh, come on, silent and broody. No, yeah. one, no, there's yeah, only... Yeah, hey, you never share anything. Look at us putting our hearts out there. Look, we're all going to die in a minute anyway. Now's your time to confess your sins. Might as well be positive, right, Fia? Yeah, might as well try. Yeah. You guys are really bringing it out in me. I'll really put my heart out there. Fia, do you remember the first time when we were hanging out in a, the Prancing Mule and Ella came up to us yeah. and tried serving us drinks? Do you know what you said to me after she left? Do you remember? Yeah, that she was really into you. <laughs> you were technically not wrong. Now we're all stuck with this on it our It was super bus. cute. She was really jonesing for you. What, you. what you actually said was, that was the first sign of forever. And I hope you're wrong. Shit, Fia called it. Fia called it. Oh, fuck's sake, Fia. Now we're stuck here. <laughs> What's it been, a month? Maybe. I don't know. Time isn't real anymore. <laughs> kind of blame Pandora and Lavender for that. A little bit. I mean, look, we're going to get out of this. I'm going to kill the shit out of Ardith. Mm. And... Uh, I don't know. Let's see what happens. Sure, we'll get out of it. Well, if Esther's right, you've never... You've never really opened up to us before. Like, I only know you because because of my brother. He he got me the job with you. Mm, that's true. But, I mean, what about you before all of this? What about me before all this? Did you always have the blood penis? What? Sorry? <laughs> what are you on about? Yes. I've always had the blood penis. Ew, gross! Why did you <laughs> see that? <laughs> It's that's boy talk. <laughs> Morbid yeah, no, curiosity is getting too much for me. <laughs> Whip it out. See, she see you said it right there. She's innocent. You know we can't talk about these things. No, no, you go talk. I'm not listening. <laughs> and Nate's wife is here. You know, like oh, I don't think she's listening. Yeah, I don't think she's all here. But no, I'm just I'm just paying, going around doing jobs, making money, staying simple and easy, until all this. So you know. But, but did you not ever? I don't know. Have anyone in your life, I suppose? I mean, we know Nate and Hephaestus had each other for a while. <gasps> I hear they had each other a lot. Well, but what about you? you know. <laughs> Family, <laughs> friends, <laughs> boyfriends, girlfriends. No, just me. Just you. Just me. So you've always been alone? Yeah. It's fine. There's plenty of work to be doing and there's plenty of nice people that you get to work with. Does the same thing, really. Well, look, at least you got us now. Mm. Consider Aren't work you lucky? <laughs> I firmly believe we'll we'll lock our way out of this one way or another. Uh, yeah, I mean, we guys we do pretty all right. We're here. I mean, okay, wait. No. <laughs> we're Point me. We're past. We're past the things that we were at that were worse than this, and we're still here. We still have to go revisit revisit those. <laughs> <laughs> the last time we had to deal with an incubus, there was a succubus. 
So now I don't think he's very happy for that reason. No, I'm pretty sure he's pissed off at me for killing his wife person thing. Sister. She's a bitch. Oh, yeah, it was his sister. They're so hot, though. Mm. So how do you think they're going to kill us? <laughs> oh, it's going to be long. There's going to be some torture involved. I bet you it's some really elaborate ritual because Ardith's here and he loves magic and <sighs> stupid shit. Drama queen, isn't he? I don't know. I guess if this is the end, I'm very glad I met all of you. Oof. I know it's we've been we've annoyed each other and pissed each other off and got into more trouble than we can possibly handle but I am glad that I met you all yeah I won't lie it's been definitely a lot more interesting than those other boring sat like they can't hear me now because they're clearly weirded out but Nana Sykes and Rash zero fun Nana and Rash flinch. Nana? There's no response. And like, Nana is like always doing this like flirting thing with me. Like, Tana's just rolling on this now. It's like, like, giving me these looks and like we're fighting when she's winking at me. I thought she was like, with Sykes. She flinches again. But like... <sighs> Sykes? Who knows if she's even... I mean, both of them are now kind of sitting up a little bit more alert. <laughs> I've heard the dog watches. Thane, shh. Sykes, Nana, Sykes is looking for you. You just see Nana's face kind of twists and rash his ears perk a little bit. Um, and for a moment, there's just kind of a flicker of light in her eyes. Nana, Sykes is looking for you. He, he's alive. He's alive. He's looking for you. He's looking for you and rash. He sent us to come and get you. Tane like grabs the bars. He's super hurt. Help. Nana. Me. How? God. She winces and then she just falls to the ground screaming and holding her head. And Rash just starts whimpering. Nana, it's okay. We're going to help you. We're going to get you out of here. We're going to get you back to Sykes. Just hang in there. They both just stop moving. And she picks herself up and she goes to sit in the seat. And you can see that there's a little blood coming out of both Nana and Rash's right ears. Fia cups her hands up around her mouth in kind of shock seeing this. Thing just kind of like flicks his fingers like, come on, Nana, we go we have to get that pint at the Copper Rabbit. Remember, I kicked your ass, you kicked mine. Uh, we have to drink over it and laugh and maybe hit each other again and rematch and, uh, you know. She doesn't respond. Nana, please. You all hear at the top of the stairwell, the bolt for the cellar door slides open. And a crack of light just ekes its way in and it kind of fills the stairwell. And then heavy footsteps. Just as he reaches the final four, his form shifts from incubus to human. He's wearing these thick, heavy robes draped over a, kind of a, a hooded cowl. And you see that as he kind of steps into the light, you didn't really have a chance to take all of him in uh, when you were being escorted through the mansion. But you can see that his face, like the bright side of his face is charred. Like there's just burns. Uh, his right arm is the, pretty much the same. His right eye is, it's scarred. Like it's, it's 
completely milky. Uh, and there's a kind of a few kind of bloody veins sort of prominently kind of eat against that white. I take it you've all had some time to reminisce, ponder your inevitable deaths. Oh, please tell me you were talking about how you're all going to die. We were actually just at this one part where we were reminiscing about going to this nice temple, getting nice food. And I, I can't remember where we left off there, but it was uh, something happened. I think we were talking about how hot you used to be. And how dead your sister is. Oh, that's right. That's right. I threw his sister into a gelatinous cube. Oh, and then she dissolved into nothing. Yeah. And, that was pretty cool. And yeah. then he you're bites ugly. his teeth to the point that you can actually, he's bitten through his lip and there's just blood trickling down his mouth. Don't you even mention her. Lilu? He walks over to Nana and his hand shifts uh, into claws and he just slices Nana's face. She doesn't even react. Say her name again. Why don't you do that to one of us who can fight back? Oh, no, Thane, you don't understand. There's a process that we're going through here. And right now, we are letting you all simmer. And wait. But now that I seem to have all of your attention again, do I? Good. Nana? Nana? clean yourself up and she just gets up just again just blood tracing down her face it's a deep deep cut uh, she just heads upstairs Rash doesn't move doesn't flinch I believe we were talking about you pondering your fates entertain me we have some catching up to do I believe we're not dancing puppets Oh, you will be. And he gestures at Anna. Oh. Last time we met, you were a good deal more talkative than this. Why don't you get us started, Ardid? Why don't you tell us where where you've been, how you met Norris? Give us your grand evil scheme. Oh, yes, it's, it's, it's that part now where I reveal all that we've been doing and we tie up all those little loose ends. You'd be surprised how many people have said that to me before I killed them. It actually works. I tell you what. And he sits down on the chair and he crosses his leg and he just uh, cups his knee uh, between his two hands. Uh, you can see that there's blood under his fingernails on his left hand. We have some time. They're still making final preparations for the ceremony. And he looks over at Nate. I came here to actually kill Norris Flatstone. Good job. But then he offered me something a little bit more tempting. And he was even fit to use his demented sister. And he gestures with his head over towards Eugenia's cell as bait knowing that the four of you couldn't resist the damsel in distress. It's a bit of a tired trope, isn't it? After all, it's... She's a diddery old bat. What has she ever actually done for anybody? Well, I mean, she 
paid the money to build the library. She's done quite a lot for this city, funnily enough. Oh. Weren't you all in the slums? Great old city is Tezra, but it's slums. No? She tried. Probably could have tried a bit harder. As opposed to her brother who does so much for everybody. Oh, Norris has plans. And if I let him live, he might get to see some of those through. I haven't quite decided if I'm going to kill him yet. Is there a part of me that's still quite angry about that whole thing? We have first dibs. You're not going to get dibs, Thane. You are going to be marched out of your cells in chains. Of course, can't forget those. Brought to the ceremony. The ritual will take place. And I am going to make you watch as one by one I drain every fucking ounce of spirit out of you. And I bottle it. And then I'll let you watch as I kill them. One by one. Until only one of you remains. And that will be quick because by then I'll probably be bored. Oh, I... Seem to have gotten sidetracked. I'm just a little bit excited about the upcoming event. No, it sounds familiar. That same thing you were doing in the in the temple, you know, taking. Oh, this is so much more, though, Thane. And I think I've got you to thank for that. I mean, you can thank me by letting me out. No, I merely. I'm just going to give you a platitude. Thank you. Losing Lilu, Losing her. I didn't have anything else. And I came here for revenge. Still might take it. As I said, I haven't decided. It pushed me. I... I like to think I've perfected the ritual that she and I were using. And that was small fish. What we're doing now, it's the big stuff, boys and girls. Cosmic big. There's that silence. We're just simmering. Well, simmer a little longer. I have a ritual to prepare for. And a special date. On that mention, Eugenia starts to whimper. You can hear Hephaestus closer. No, 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 please, no, no, no. No, not again. And Arda gets up. He dusts the the back of his robes off and he heads up the stairs. In due time, friends, in due time. And he heads up. And as he does, Nana passes him and you see that she's cleaned the blood away and her face is bandaged. And she resumes her seat. I am going to kill him. So hard, he will wish I killed him the first time. There's just a ha 
at the top of the stairs and the cellar door closes and the bolt is dragged. I just throw myself back against the wall again and slump down. I try to make eye contact with Nate to get him to walk over to the bars towards me. I do that. I kind of, I grab his hands, uh, pretending I'm crying. And I'm going to see if he can take a piece, the piece of metal off of my armour. So guide his hands to it. Roll, give me a roll of a d20. Nate. Just straight. Straight d20. 11. Via is kind of gesturing at some of the stitching uh, and the wire uh, in her armour. That kind of gives it its, its shape and its frame. And kind of with your hands still kind of bound, you're kind of tugging at a part of it. You can feel kind of a hook almost, um, but you can't pull it through the armor. Crap. And is it is it like fabric or is it like... It's leather. It's leather. Yeah. And the wire's underneath the leather. <laughs> I'm trying to rub a rough edge of the shackle if I can find one. Against, against, your own against the leather to, to, to loosen it up a bit, to soften it. Give me a roll of a d20 and you can add your... Actually, you're not going to... Yeah, you can add your dex modifier. Uh, 15. Using the shackles, you're, you're actually tearing into the leather. So much so that you've actually shredded a little bit of it. So your AC has gone down by one. Okay. But you've actually managed to catch part of the shackle into it. And that deeper tear... Nate, you can now see that where that wiring, that mesh was that you were trying to get at a few moments ago. Well, I go, I'll go at it again. And mm-hmm. okay, okay, do you want to roll it again? Yeah. Come on now. Eighteen. With that, you pull some of the wiring. Part of it does actually come away. It's like kind of a an S hook that you've kind of snagged out. Uh, you're holding it really, really petitely in your fingers. Just, that's literally all you've been able to get. <laughs> okay. Um. I, I take the, the piece of metal back off him and I'm going to see if I can undo his cuffs. Give me a roll of a d20 for you. Okay. <sighs> Two. You lose the the hook uh, down into the shackle. Fuck. I... Because I, I know our hands are bound at the wrist so we can't actually stick them out through the bars. Mm. But I... I get like just my hands out like the kind of tips of my fingers and I look at Nana and I'm just like please just just come over here just hold my hand remember remember who your friends are she doesn't react she doesn't get up guys if we can get her over here if I can I could break this charm that Ardit probably has on her I think in the anti-magic cage in the anti-magic cage that we are in. Whatever we did to her before clearly caused some kind of damage. I don't know if we can help her without yeah, making things worse. I know, but it's such a tough spot. I mean, if we leave her here in the state she is, she might just be a test on me for Ardid and Norris's nonsense. I mean, like I called it. I did say every time we try, we fail. So you said every time you try, you fail. True, yeah. So far. Exactly. Gonna turn it around. The next one, gonna knock it out of the park. 
God, not two feels. Well, I don't have any of my stuff. Which means I don't have the tiara, which means Norris probably has it. He's probably got my chest with that head in it, too. What? What? Fear, we're trying to get out of here. Oh, Jesus. I don't even want to know. No, you don't. I mean, guys, our stuff isn't even here. Like, who knows what's up those stairs? What's the roof look like? It's just stone. Can I try to blast that? Yep. Like, I know the map. 18? Nope. And roll a d4 for damage. Holy shit. How high is that DC? Two. Take two magic damage as, again, you concentrate and you feel that fire inside. You point your hands upwards and the shackles just glow red hot and the bars glow around you. You all hear the door, the bolt sliding. Swear to God, if he's back to gloat. The cellar door opens and you hear two sets of footsteps uh, descending and the clanging of, like, armour. After a few moments, you see two guards have entered and they head towards the bottom of the, the cellar. They pass all of you. Nate, Thea, Thane, Hephaestus. They don't even look at Nana and Rash. And they stop outside Eugenia's cage. One of them approaches the door, takes a key, turns, the door opens, and the other steps inside, and Eugenia is lifted up. You just hear kind of a whimpering coming from her. What are, what are, you, what are you doing? They walk past Hephaestus. Oh, there's something past... wrong with my shackles. Could you have a look, guard? They walk past Thane. They walk past Fia. Hey, no, hey, what are you, where are you going? No, stop. Nate? That's my wife. Nate? Nate, help. There. Nate? And Eugenia just starts crying uh, and she's carried up the stairs. Save me. And the door closes. I look at Nana and I say, you see how sad she was? That was Sykes without you and Rash. He's dead inside. He's probably going to be dead soon. Like all of us. Well, you all see her face just, and Rash's face kind of contort. And then you can just see the bandages, the blood darkens. Thane, no, you're hurting her. Nana, just come over to me. Take my hand doesn't react. She doesn't get up. You know who won't be able to take your hand? Sykes. He can't even walk. Do you know what they did to him? Tane, stop. You're hurting her. <sighs> Rash slumps to the ground. He's frothing at the mouth. Oh, crap. Yeah, I stopped talking. Mm. He stops moving. Grab bars like Rash is not moving. In a fit of anger, I rip my hands down it and I cast my blood maledict to heal him. Give me a roll of a d20. 19. Roll a d4. Two. 
take two damage. As you feel this power rising up in you, the shackles on your arms and the, the bars in your hands just glow red hot and you burn. Oh, you all see Thane's cell light up. I just crack my manacles against the, against the cage and go sit in a corner. I rest my head on one of the bars looking down I'm starting to feel a bit hopeless. Do you want to go quickly or slowly? Much rather quickly. But I don't think we're going to get that. Uh, you can have some fun with a good torture session. Yeah, I just... I. I don't even want to bother casting a spell because I'm like, I've seen what happens. You gotta save her, guys. She's been fucked around by so many people, and not that I wanted it to happen, but she's my responsibility now. And I don't want to. I want to be positive. I honestly just don't know what to do. Tane from like the back corner of his cell just pipes up. Like you said, we're just going to have to wait for the opportune moment. They're leaving us down here to make us miserable and burn ourselves out on these stupid cages. But they'll see when we're out and they can't keep us behind bars. going to kill them real bad I don't know if this is going to help us going forward but did you two get anything out of that visit to the library what was that about Eugenia's tiara oh it's magic but I don't have that with me now they took it I'm, I mean yeah we, we had a look at it in the copper rabbit but you said magic like how magic are we talking I don't know the guy didn't know just he said it's powerful I said was it good was it bad he said it's magic it's Depends on who has it. And if Norris has it, then... Well, I don't think he's doing any good. That's it. Even with all the books and everything you took, we, we don't have anything. Told you kind of everything we learned. Um, kind of fucked with Hadana. Ah, uh, I mean, I think we all consumed uh, as much. It would be nice if she turned up and helped. Remember back in the temple? I don't know. She was helpful then. Her and Hasmodian had a thing. Mm. Oh? Yeah. Apparently. A sour ending. Mm. And we're on the losing side, apparently. Wasn't that a name in, in one of the books? or There is a book, one of the books where we couldn't read it. We couldn't read the language. It was called, I think it was like Asmodian the Wise. It, it, it was the book that had the, the spell or the ritual or whatever it was that Sops used to bring back Hadana. I know the librarian seemed pretty terrified by the whole idea and she called him an old one. So we're really screwed. Yeah. I mean, the silver lining is we could potentially die today and not have to deal with any of that. <sighs> that's my boy. That's, I guess that's kind of one way to look at it. There's endless possibilities of positivity. 
apparently. If you expect nothing, you can never be disappointed. This is true. Just thinking about Hadana, I'm going to kind of, I kind of sit down. I'm just kind of focusing on the mark and what happened. Then I don't know, like reaching for something, anything. You remember the cave um, with Sops and her her booming before the the mark appeared on all of you. Something she said then, she said again later on in the Temple of Devotion of Purity when she appeared. Do right by love. Sitting there, I kind of say that out. Do right by love. What? Hadana said that to us. Do right by love. What about Colin? What about him? What happened? What, what, what did we do with his bag of bones again? Burned, Burned it. it. We laid him to rest. I mean... Is that right? Does that count for something? I have the letter. I think it would be nice if Eugenia knew. I tried to tell her. Kind of missed that opportunity. Uh, I mean, they took all her stuff. Did you read it? I mean, she's nowhere near us. That doesn't help us in the moment. Plus, we're, I mean, look, the whole reason we're here is we're trying to do right by love. We're trying to save Nate's wife. Mm. How much more right by love can you get? Mm. You could have just ran off and, and, and eloped with, with someone else. You know, that would be doing wrong. Just generally. Oh, wait a minute. Guys, I love you. <laughs> I look up to kind of see if Adonis is going to do anything. The cellar door opens. <laughs> no, it actually does. Fuck the cellar, off. The cellar door is opened. What? And you hear the footsteps. There seems to be three sets or three pairs. The sound of armor clinking uh, makes its way down the stairs and guards emerge. As the cellar door opens, I look at Nate and I also say, I love you also. My friend. Throw up. I love you guys too. You're fine, I guess. Fessa, come on. I hate you. What about me? But do you love to hate me? Silence. Four guards approach the doors, uh, each with a key. They move in and wrapped in between the, the shackles are a chain and you're all linked together. Nate at the front. We are moving through the Flatstam estate. You are to keep your eyes on the ground as requested, as ordered by Master Norris Flatstam. I keep my eyes up. You interrupted a really tender moment between my friends and I. Move. Hey, Gerd. Move. I love you. The guard at the front kind of blushes um, and then he he doesn't know what to do with it and the, his commanding officer just eyeballs him and looks at the chains and then you're dragged and the, the chains you're all kind of pulled at the same time as Nate's pulled Fia's pulled Thane's pulled and Hephaestus is pulled at the end. Now we're the chain gang. Silence. Your words are not fit to be spoke in this great home. 
This gray home is not fit for much. I said silence. I don't care. He reaches for a baton on his side. I just stare at him. There are two guards at the front that are kind of keeping an eye. The commanding officer of here is kind of next is between you and Thane with another guard at either side of you. And then there's two behind you then, Hephaestus. You are led through a kind of a double door that kind of flaps open and into a corridor. It's quite long. The floor is a deep, dark red mahogany and there's just hues of sort of smoky purples kind of aged into it. And your footsteps and the footsteps of the guards just echo around all of you. You are led down this corridor through columns and on your right you just see kind of a grand open foyer with a staircase in the middle that leads upwards to the first, second and third floor with a spiralling balcony all around on each floor looking down here into this corridor. You are led straight down this corridor. Immediately the guards turn right and you walk past the front door. Again, under this balcony you are not crossing the threshold of this house and you are led straight past the front door and then another immediate sharp right and then a left and the four of you and the six guards are standing in front of two very large, deep, dark ash doors. There in silence with the guards just staring straight ahead at the door you hear a low murmuring of music sort of echoing and hitting and muffled through the door at you. As the music plays the doors open and groan slowly and in front of you you just see this long wide elegant ballroom trestled from the wall and the door that you're standing to just rows of empty chairs all facing this huge stained glass window that looks out onto Lake Capulet and there in the distance you just see the two moons of Arcanum staring down facing into the scene. The view is obscured by a giant basalt statue fixed in the room in a recess in the floor. Your eyes are drawn to that and you just see a thick black viscous liquid bubbling oozing and shimmering at the base of the statue and at the end of the rows of chairs all the seats are empty bar four at the front and you see Norris and three hooded figures sat next to him but that statue right in the centre of anything of interest so this room is about 90 feet if not 100 feet long like Mm -hmm. it's this is a grand, grand ballroom. This is where some of the biggest feasts and fets and parties and balls were held in Arcanum. The ceilings are exceptionally tall. There are chandeliers hanging every 10 feet. There's just this l- long gold spiraling chandelier with candles lit. You just see portraits and paintings lining the wall, soft furnishings everywhere, just kind of curtains and tapestries suspended the floor is a crisp white black marble um and well as the four of you and the guards are staring norris turns in his chair and smiles well nathaniel if you are going to marry into the family we figured it should be a proper affair 
and the music gets louder as the wedding march starts to play and the guards shove you into the room. As you make your way in, Norris kind of looks over and you can can hear his little weaselly laugh and some whispering at the front. And then, and I should remind you all that you need to be on your best behaviour. As you move in, he gestures at the wall that you just, the, the threshold that you just crossed. And as the doors close behind you, on either side, you see Roderick Rotfinger and Glaive, the bald half-elf assassin with part of her ear broken and a fairly nasty bruise on the side of her head. Roderick just kind of gives you kind of a four-finger wave. Glaive just stares malevolently at the four of you. Oh, well, now, come on. This is meant to be a party. We're celebrating Nathaniel's betrothal to my sister. Why the glum faces? This is my happy face, Norris. Oh, I think we can do better than that. This is meant to be a happy occasion. Eugenia is finally getting married. No? Screw you, Norris. Thea, Burbage, or should I say Isidrum? Is that what you go by, Quillow? And one of the figures pulls their hood back, and Quillow Isidrum is sitting there, and he just stares at you, and he just gives you a very slow wave. All the colour drains from Thea's face. He reaches kind of to the collar on his shirt and he pulls out a locket that looks exactly like the one he gave you. Ascending stone, sis. Well, we needed eyes and ears. So thank you. She starts crying. She's just, she's broken. And Quillow's not restrained. No. Oh, come now, Quillow's revealed himself. Everybody, just, just get this over the way. No one likes a surprise at a wedding. The figure closest to Norris, uh, set between him and Quillow, pulls back the uh, cloaked hood, and you just see this grey uh, orc uh, man with uh, two kind of giant tusks protruding from his lower jaw, a very well-trimmed beard, a slick black ponytail, and he just kind of squares up and looks at you and kind of puffs out his chest a small bit. Have any of you met Councillor Deep River before? Gartok? Prisoners, prisoners, Gartok. <clears throat> and Gartok just nods. Oh, come now, Gartok. Some manners. Greetings. And he kind of gestures at Norris. They're like, they didn't say anything. <laughs> Would you mind? And he gestures to the person at the end. Not at all. And the hood is pulled back. And Eve Vil is sitting there. And she just gives you a dainty little wave, Hephaestus. Darling, you don't look so hot. And I mean that literally and figuratively, dearie. Not happy to see you, Aunt Evie. Not even a smile. 
Not currently. Oh. Heffy. Bubba. Please. You're just a teeny smarter for Archie Eve. Could die in a hole. Oh, that's my girl. Oh. Nathan. Look at what you're wearing. On your wedding day, I... I suppose it's the best you could afford. Well, now that you've married into the family, all this is yours, of course. Until you're dead, which is pretty much right after you get married to Eugenia, in case that wasn't clear to you. I think the others might have figured it out. You're killing my vibe. You're real buzzkill, man. You're no fun. What happened to you? <sighs> A lot, Dane, but I've worked through it. I found my thing. And I feel a lot happier for it. Nothing like hoarding power and wealth to make one feel better about oneself. You do seem really well adjusted. Thank you. And he smiles. He kind of takes a seat and the others just kind of just stare straight ahead. With the four of you here standing at the top, uh, you're shrugged into seats. Nate, you are unchained from the others, but a guard stands with a, a blade pointed at you. The four of you can now take in the the statue. It is a basalt statue, and it's set into this pool that seems to have been constructed around it uh, and filled in. And that black liquid, there's a such a acidic, putrid smell, like tar and petrol violent violent citric like it's stinging your eyes even from here and you're about 10 feet away from the edge the statue itself climbing or erupting out of it you just see the upper legs and torso of a man and hand outstretched and a demented look on his face statue is about 15 foot tall not including that base in his hand as you kind of fix on it you see a heart and there is a hole in his chest. And it looks as if it's bleeding, even now. Even though it's carved out of stone, it looks as if blood or something is oozing from it. You hear footsteps coming from a door just off to your right, just a small little kind of corridor. And out steps Ardat, wearing the same robes, but he has a white uh, strip of fabric just draped over his shoulders. And at the ends of both, there's just two red eyes embroidered into it that just stare out. He moves to the front and he kind of puts himself between Norris and Nate. I believe it's time. All rise. Now. A guard just basically yanks the chains up and you're forced up onto your feet out of your seats. Music starts playing and the wedding march strives up again or strums up again. I look to the door where we came from. They open and they're standing in a cream and white lace dress is Eugenia Flatstam. A veil pulled over her face and as the music plays she steps and this each step echoes into and around you. She moves up through the aisle and a long flowing trail woven between the dress and the veil drape over her shoulders. And it looks almost as if it's too much for 
anyone to carry, let alone Eugenia Flatstone, that tall, gangly wisp of an old woman. But there's something off and she continues to march straight uh, towards the, the top of the aisle. And as she reaches the cusp of it, she turns to Norris and he turns to face her and he pulls the veil back. You have never looked more beautiful. My dear, dear, sweet Eugenia. And he kisses her on the cheek and she turns Nate to face you and the rest of you can see her. And what you saw in the the cell, she looks, it. it's like a painted version of what Eugenia should look like. It, but there's a smile on her face that her eyes betray. Woven into her hair, this beehive dew set into it with the veil is her blue gemstone tiara. Blue flowers. Nathaniel, it's like a dream. My brother is here and he accepts us. I don't know if we should do this. No, it's okay, my love. He He's given us his blessing. It's not about Norris, though. What's not about me? What do you mean? I don't think you really love me. I think you're just looking for the love you lost. Norris kind of just scowls <clears throat> and shuffs and Arda kind of wedges himself between the both of you, just kind of a little bit, just kind of pushing you kind of away from each other. Now, now, you two, you can you can wait until we've had the vows and there's a ceremony, uh, as is the tradition. You can kiss and make up afterwards. Dearly detested. We're gathered here today to bear witness to not only a wedding between this woman and this... And Ardet looks you up and down, Nate. Man. No, something more grand, more befitting of our time and our energy is to take place here and now. When I came to this city, when I came to Tezrab seeking out Norris Flatstone, I wanted to only tear his throat from his body and throw his pasty, weaselly corpse into the lake from these cliffs. The man convinced me otherwise. He's an adept speaker. He vowed to me that I could have true revenge. He even offered this deranged woman as bait for the real prize. With his backing and his connections, and Arda looks at the others sitting around him, I secured this grand idol, and he gestures upwards without turning, of Asmodian the Wise. The ritual, my dear late sister and I, were only trifling with was merely an appetizer, a taste of what it could truly be, what real power, his power, his wisdom. And thanks to all of you, and Ardat looks at the gang, 
we've, I've unlocked the secrets to suffering and redemption, to spare the soul of so much hurt or to afflict upon it a thousand lifetimes of sorrow. Eugenia flats them and Ardit takes her hand. Step into this pool and you and this man shall forever be joined in matrimony till death do you part. And Norris laughs. Eugenia, guided by Ardat, steps towards the pool. Her footsteps are a little bit shaky, but with Ardat's hand, she manages to climb down two steps and she's just sort of above her knees and the dress is just seeping into this black ooze. It bubbles and hisses and shakes and quivers all around her. And you see that she's kind of wincing, almost as if she's in pain. She turns and she holds a hand out to you, Nate. Colin? Hi, Eugenia. You see that her hand is just trembling with her. It's just shaking. step uh, into the sludge um, you feel it, it, it's like it's a searing heat that kind of rushes through you it's almost you can feel it sort of it seeps into your clothes and now it's at your skin and it's like an electricity and a fire all at the same time and it hurts but you're you see that she's kind of fighting it as she stands there and you can just her hand is literally both now are shaking at her side and she's a little bit she's kind of barely holding herself up. Asmodian, and looking upwards, Arda exclaims, Where there is love, there is hate. Where there is light, there is darkness. In those shadows, free us. And the sludge lights up. And beneath your feet, Nate, you just see eight glyphs circling the pool, light and just sort of erupts underneath you. The rest of you see in the statue's hand, the heart glow completely red. Energy in the room crackles and vibrates, and the eyes on the statue begin to glow. As you feel the heat become so intense and so agonizing, Nate, that you, you feel the life being pulled out of you and your eyes rolling back into your head. You just hear, no. And you find yourself standing in a place that looks very, very familiar. A place that, as you look around, you dreamed of it once before. A long, white chapel rows of seats filled with the faces of people from Herb. They're all just staring. Nobody is smiling. Nobody's doing anything. And as you kind of get a fix, 
your eyes land on a stone altar. Three heavy stones, two fat boulders with a thin piece of slate across it. And as you look, you see that your hands are bound, tied in rope. And at the end of it, the rope trails and leads to the altar. Moving slowly through this, each step, the scene around you begins to kind of fade. The faces fade, the walls fade, the benches just evaporate into light. But the rope remains and the stones remain. And as you approach, you see that the rope is sort of draped across the altar. And coming from the other side, you see Eugenia Flatstone that same day in herb dress a little muddy hair a little messy but with just this beaming smile on her face her hands are bound in rope as well and as she gets closer the rope seems to almost shrink in distance between you until your hands are almost touching I'll take her by the hands I don't know where to start Nathaniel but I must tell you how sorry I truly am. I was a foolish woman. I don't expect or deserve your forgiveness. But I can free you from this. You don't love me. sorry she lowers her head a little bit and just you just see some kind of tears just trailing down that's okay but you are loved her face flushes a little bit she lifts her head up I don't love you but you are loved it was a silly dream all of this in herb those letters oh, the things I wrote I haven't I haven't been able to look at myself truly see myself Nathaniel in a very very long time and it's now at the end I do I thought I thought the smile I saw reflected in your eyes in all their eyes that love made me something that them loving me made me worthy and in truth much of that love I returned but I didn't love myself and that's where you have to start Nathaniel I am old and my life is over yours doesn't have to be 
you are loved. And she reaches up to her hair and she pulls the tiara free. She puts it in your hands and the rope just starts to fade away. I give you my heart, Nathaniel. Love is a light in the darkness. And remember that to truly know, to truly love someone, you must accept them, their light and their dark. But the same goes for loving yourself. Accept your light and your darkness. And then you will be happy and free. The tiara breaks and in your hands you're holding the blue gemstone. I'm leaving now, Nathaniel. I'm... I'm tired. I go to a better place. She will buy you time. And she stares off into that, just that void of light. She is waiting for you. Run or fight. Just be yourself, Nathaniel. And she leans in and she kisses you on the forehead. And she takes a step back and she is just overwhelmed by light that it just pours out of every part of her until she just becomes a part of it and you just see the smile fading. Love is a light. The ballroom explodes with just white, brilliant light and the sludge and the statue are just jettisoned. The statue cracks and smashes. Eugenia falls into a slump against the steps. Nate, you find yourself standing there holding a blue gemstone uh, in your hands. It cracks slightly and you just see a tiny ray of light emerging from it. And then a voice booms throughout the ballroom. Love should never be twisted into a weapon. It can be used to do harm and to take so much away. Love in the wrong hands can be a poison seeping into a soul and spirit, draining it of its light until nothing is left. Love in the wrong hands is a dangerous and terrifying thing. I am your Hedana. Take up your weapons, take up your light, and do right by love. And a wave of light just rushes from the gemstone. The shackles on your hands crack and break. Your weapons manifest in front of you. The light explodes. Ardat, Norris, the guards, Roderick, Glaive, and the guests are knocked out of their seats. Ardat roars and leaps upwards. We end it there. Oh, 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 oh
This was Romancing the Dungeon. You've been listening to Diermid as Thane Greyline, Amber as Hephaestus Tenderson, Louise as Fia Isidrim, and Sam as Nathaniel Obsidian McKnight. Special thanks to Martin Rind for our theme tune, Love Chords. I'm Declan and I've been your Dungeon Master. And if you like what you heard, and you're not a ball of tears, I'm fair to do my job wrong. Um, but if you'd like to know more about the show and who we are and what we're doing, and you want to just get really invested into the world of romance in the dungeon, then check us out on social media at D8 Dungeon. There's plenty of behind-the-scenes shenanigans, giveaways, a growing community of some wonderful, wonderful people who really support and love this show, and we love them back. Um, we're back in two weeks' time for the penultimate episode, and we'll see you then. Attention, hard fiend. Let him talk. That aimed at me or Artat? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm <You're> a phony. <laughs> the fiend.